Hi, this is Ivanya Easley. Welcome to the Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry by talking with other fashion professionals. And today we have a special guest. She's going to introduce herself and tell us all about her business and how she merges fashion and tech. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi, y'all. My name is Napia Nabuya. I'm the founder and CEO of The Next It Girl. Um, and I'm also the founder and CEO of It Girl Consulting and a fashion tech enthusiast. Awesome. I love that. Now, what made you start? How did you start? Tell us all the good. Yeah, so I'd like to say I was born into the design fashion uh, world. Um, I'm Nigerian, so it's a given. <laughs> I was born into, you know, expressive, being expressive in my clothing yes. and what I wear. Um, and then also, I come from a family of seamstresses. Um, my mom sews, my aunt sews, my godmother sews. So I grew up getting a lot of things tailored. Um, my mom made all of my prom dresses, uh, oh. bridesmaids dresses before. So I think I, I like to say I was kind of like just put here. Oh, I had a choice. Yeah. So um, that's yes. Really- every Nigerian I know um, is fashionable, and I have a lot of Nigerian fashion designer <laughs> friends. So we are Niger no they carry fast, but we um, we definitely um, just kind of just kind of fell into it. So as I got older, I just you know just expressed myself through my clothes. I just always love putting outfits and pieces together. Um, And then when I got to high school and kind of realized like my parents were kind of against me going into a career specifically around fashion, I realized like I also had another love around technology. Yes. Um, But I never thought of it as a career. It was just, you know, I was downloading music on what LimeWire and I was- You took it back with that one. (laughs) <laughs> I was on MySpace and, you know, just doing like just simple things, but really, yeah. like, I really enjoyed being on a computer all the time. And then um, as I got into, I think it was like my junior year of high school, the high school I went to had the opportunity to let us get certifications um, before we even graduated. And I think that was so important. And I see a lot of schools doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it really gives you that, that, readiness of like okay this is a potential career you can already get this um get a job right in this field after you get out of high school yeah and that's why I took that opportunity um I knew I wanted to college but I, I knew I wanted to go to college but I wanted to kind of get a leg up with certifications mm-hmm. so um during that time I went and got these certifications so I graduated from high school um being certified in like computer computer video and graphics um, and then while at, while realizing, like, I still have a love for fashion, I was like, what can I do to still, you know, still itch this fashion, you know, scratch a little bit, but, you know, still pursue technology. Yes. So I started a fashion blog before I even knew what a blog was. I just was like documenting, like, this is what I'm wearing today. Um, I'm headed to American Eagle. I'm here yeah. to, um, Abercrombie and Fish and getting an outfit. I'm going to Express. Yeah. And um, that was just my outlet. And it got nowhere. <laughs> Ivanya, it got nowhere. I was Not like, that it got nowhere. It didn't, you know, because I was just like, dang, this is a job of actually like 
writing because you know people were like blogging back then yeah so I'm, I'm talking like 10 plus years ago so it was like actually writing out you know what you're wearing exactly doing everything and I was just like yeah I don't like this <laughs> <laughs> I called it the next it girl um not knowing you know that that it would soon become like a fashion tech thing yeah because to me the next it girl was like the next best up-and-coming woman to look out for yeah she was the, the hot girl the most talked about girl right now and I always saw myself as as that girl like yeah most faceted you know I'm the one to watch and I I just kind of sat on that blog for a long time went to college had kind of a a really interesting college experience um pursuing a comp side degree and um I'll stop right there because I know you got other questions <laughs> no but I mean this is good as far as explaining how you got from point a to point b I think sometimes when you hear people's stories you just hear the accolades or the end but like kind of like how it started to where it got you from there so uh I didn't mind you finishing um the story but more about okay you always have been fashionable is in your blood basically and your family and all the things but you know and especially back then we didn't go to school for fashion back then especially right. our parents and I know how um you know all my friends that come from outside of America anyway say their parents be like go to school for accounting a lawyer doctor um you know technical anything they feel like is going to be a good job with the parentheses right. around it nothing creative and even my parents even though we're a fully American are st we're still the same way like you're not going to go to college to learn how to play with clothes like get out of here you're gonna go to school and get a real job so on and so forth so we all went to school for something else and did fashion on the side and luckily you know as time went on we've been able to figure out how to make it you know a job so I say that to say once you got out and you start doing tech and all the things but you still love fashion how did you circle back into merging the two to create the next it girl Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Look, I tried it. I tried to build my barber yeah. lines, okay? I'm trying to think. Um, it, di it didn't happen right away. I'm, of I'm course. Think, like, what that pivotal moment was when I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think about, like, I moved to Indianapolis uh, right out post-college um, to get my first career in, in tech or start my career in tech. And look, and I need to sidebar ask you, how did you end up at Charleston Southern? I don't know anybody who went to the same school with me. Like, I have a lot of people who moved here from uh, Charleston, but they all had went to, like, USC or State. Yeah. Um, legacy, but that's a sidebar conversation, so continue. <laughs> yeah, legacy, like my mom and my dad both went to Charleston Southern, so it was... Oh, so they went when it was called Baptist College. Exactly, yeah. it was Baptist College. So I, I, I actually started at um, a HBCU and then transferred to Charleston Southern. So it was... How? Let's, let's make that very clear. That was not my first choice. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, but, Charleston was like... my Charleston Southern was probably my last choice out of all the schools. So I still wanted to go to an HBCU too, but life yeah. circumstances, I need to stay at home a little bit longer as far as like staying in Charleston. Yeah, I, I think I needed the HBCU, the HBCU experience coming from Charleston, Somerville area. It definitely yes. gave me more outlook on learning about black culture. Um, yes. So I, I really enjoyed um, my, my time at, at that HBCU. But um, I think the pivotal moment for me when I realized like this can be, I can merge these two industries together and yes. um, make something out of it. I moved to Indianapolis post-college 
and I I felt accomplished in in a sense of I left my hometown. A lot yeah. of people a lot of people don't do that. Um, yeah. I and I knew before I, I even graduated, I was like, I have to get out of Charleston. Like I I'm I always tell people I'm a country girl, but I have a city mindset. Like yes. I need to be around which is why I came back to Atlanta. So. <laughs> I need to be around big buildings, all these things. So it was never like, oh, you know, you graduate here, you stay here. I was like, nah, I need to be in a big city. And um I went to Indianapolis, which is not a New York, it's not a DC, yeah. it's not Atlanta, but it is still a big city. Yeah. Um, it's a big small city. So I moved up there. And felt like I did not know what my purpose was in life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I accomplished something really big. Like I've I've done everything up to that point that my parents wanted me to do. I got an education, graduated. I have a great paying job. Like I yeah. checked on the boxes, but I just feel, didn't feel fulfilled with that. Right? I felt like yes, I did it for myself, but then I did it for somebody else. But I yeah. was like, what is my purpose? What am I put on this earth to do? So I really felt like at that moment, I, I was like, oh, I don't know what I want. Like, what do, what do I want to do in life? So I just saw the need of like being taking my first job in tech, that there was nobody at the job, my first job that looked like me in the engineering and technology department. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. Like, I know it was, I knew it was low representation when I was in college. Like, it was only like five or six of us getting comp side degrees that were black. And then once I get in the corporate space, I'm the only one. And I thought that was so wild. Yeah. From that, I was just like, how do I get more people that look like me in this space? Um, And I realized quickly, it wasn't hard to find a community of black people in tech like we're out here we're around you know the professionals are out here yeah. but I had to think a little bit deeper and was like but this needs to start much earlier than just finding your tribe as an adult um and really creating what exposure looks like to kids at a very young age like this is the possibilities for you if you pursue a technical career so I bounced that idea off of a couple of family members and friends. Like, what what do y'all think about me starting a business where I'm helping, you know, uh, black girls get in tech and things like that? And yeah. I was like, that's dope. That's dope. I really sat on it for a minute. And then um, I just one day, and I still have this sheet of paper right now in my house um, where I wrote down the vision for um, for this company. And I knew nothing about business. I never had any desire to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to make really good money, buy nice clothes. and that's Man, who are you telling? Okay. That was my goal post-college. Like, oh, y'all told me I can make six figures. That like, part. I just want to make six figures and buy nice clothes, go on vacations. And that is all I did when I first got out of college. Okay? I'm t- that is the dream. That's what they sell us. And that's what I'm going after. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, this is pre-recession and inflation and all that. This was yeah. the, the time of million dollars videos, okay? <laughs> that was the dream I was chasing after. So not business entre- business and entrepreneur was not not on my, my bingo card yeah. at all. So um wrote that vision down and I just like it just came to me out of nowhere. That's why I was like, this is truly God divine. Yeah. Like I I didn't have the wisdom or I didn't know like this is what you should do or this is, I, I just felt like it was yeah. just perfect perfect god 
placing that in my heart. So I called it the next it girl because I thought it was it's such a cute play on words. Yes, it was a great play on words in terms of like, oh, you know, the next it girl in tech and then IT as well. Yes. So like, oh, let's call the next it girl. And mind you, like, I'm not thinking like what you said, it's a great play on words or, you know, the correlation of tech. I didn't even yeah. place it in tech and I um tech and fashion yet. It was just like let's call the next it girl because you know it and yes as i started talking about it to people that's when i realized like oh this is this is something and so then we started calling you know students and then other black women who were in tech it girls and it just became this thing and it just became like a brand out of nowhere and yeah oh this is so dope and um yeah i realized i think later on when fashion started becoming more in the digital space, like you can now um, buy clothes through apps. You can now uh, virtually use like augmented reality to try on shoes and try on dresses and things like that. That's when I really started putting the pieces together of like, oh, we should do like a fashion tech vertical as well. Um, So I kind of had to separate it in terms of like, you know, oh, this is something I can go after as a personal brand. And then this is something that we can incorporate in the business too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. So what have you found to be your biggest success thus far as well as your biggest challenge? Ooh, my biggest success. I think everything has been a success. Um, Things that did not work out things that did work out, all of that is success because it has me where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, my big, my biggest success, I, if I had to pinpoint one, is just scaling and expanding. We're in three cities. Um, that's, that's a big deal. It um, is. Thank you. And I'm really, this year- That means you nationwide, baby. <laughs> and about to be international. That's the next step. Um, I love it. The just seeing how we are impacting students across the nation, of um, course, that's been the biggest success for me so far. And seeing how, like, I want to continuously see that grow. Um, the big and would you say the biggest loss? No, um, the biggest challenge. The biggest we don't challenge. like we don't like to say loss okay. or failures, but the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is giving myself grace. Yes, giving yes. myself grace. Um. I in my mind, I should be much further than than where I. I think we all be feeling like that, and celebrate celebrating how far we come. We always yes. trying to get to the next level. Sometimes yes. you just got to be happy in that moment. Yes, and that's what I'm learning this year. Um, because I already know like everything, the wisdom and the knowledge God has given me, like where that can take me, and I know the possibilities and the outcomes of that. And really sit and celebrate each of those moments because they're so fleeting. And then you could be so caught up on the next thing that you don't really recognize like the impact or just what major thing you just did. So that is my goal um, this year is really like sitting and celebrating, you know, these victories and small win, even if it is a small win, like, oh, we just, you know, got this contract or, you know, and I don't really consider getting a contract a small win, but go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> well i mean <laughs> or or one of our students got a scholarship you know like <laughs> those are not small wins those are changing people that's like making it to me a small win is like 
hey, uh, you know, we, I don't know. I can't even think of what a small win is, but what you name it don't sound like small wins. Okay. It's a, a, a big Maybe win. a small win is somebody treated you to lunch and you thought oh. you might have had to pay when you had a oh. business meeting, but they said they got it. Okay. And even that to me is a big win because I love to eat for free. So right. you know. <laughs> so just saying, these do not sound like small wins because somebody getting a scholarship could be the difference between them even going to college or going to school at all. And then getting a contract may be the difference between your financials as far as this quarter uh, goes versus next quarter goes. So just saying. It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And I don't mean small as in like, eh, it's whatever. But like, you know, like more more of those, you know, yes. happening. <laughs> I love it. And that's why it's so important to celebrate your wins. Because how you just was like, that was a small win. To me, those are bigger wins. And I'm pretty sure to somebody else it would seem the same. But I get it because when you're in it, I feel like a lot of stuff that I do, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we did it. Okay. And we're on to the next. And people are like, wait a minute, but you did that. I'm yeah. Like, yes, but now I'm trying to do this. <laughs> so right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like that, that was and I, I look at it as not a say, first of all, thank you for for you know, like, no, that's a, a big win. But I also, like, from my perspective, I see small wins. I call them small wins because they get me to a bigger win. So, yes. like, the bigger win is really not money or scholarships or anything like that. It's like, okay, we got these small wins of contracts. Yeah. And the big win is we're now able to impact 20,000 girls next year. Like, so my, my bigger win is not, you know, more on money focus, but like on the tangible results we can get from that. Yes. But it does take money to accomplish the goal. So, and again, the scholarship that the student got was not money for you, but money to help this student. And the more money that you have, the more you can affect change because we can't even act like a lot of times people who are in power, a lot of it has to do with they can afford to be. (laughs) So yes, it's not about money, but it takes money to make money and it definitely takes money to affect change. Mm -hmm. I love it though. So what was the biggest challenge? (laughs) Um, Giving myself grace. (laughs) Yes, giving yourself got caught up in the wind. Okay, yes, give yourself grace to celebrate these uh small wins. And even sometimes I hate saying small or little sometimes either anyway, because sometimes it sounds like a negative negative connotation, kind of like when people are like, So how your little business doing? It's like, no, no, this big business, baby, over here, this big wins. <laughs> Go play with somebody else. <laughs> Just saying. So sometimes it comes across because you're not asking people, well, how your little job doing? So you have to, there's power in words. And so it's about thinking, yes, technically small business is any business, I think, under like $500 million. Like it's some crazy wild number anyway that don't sound like a small business to begin with. But I'm just saying in general, whether your business is making $100,000 or $5 million, it's still considered a small business. So let's stop throwing little out there and help people, uh, you know, empower people and celebrate people at whatever level they're they're at right because um being an entrepreneur and starting something and making it grow and people even paying you to do it or buying into it is a big deal yeah that is that is 
So yeah, let me get off of that. But um, because that's a whole nother conversation in itself. But just letting you know, again, perspective, what you're doing matters, what you're doing is big. And we only talking about big over here, not little and small. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't hear you. So I was like, hold up. Did it go out again? Is, of course, I want to know. And what advice or, you know, feedback would you give to anybody? Your your audio is cutting out. Or your finger is Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. Sorry. I don't know what was going on. That's why I like doing it for the computer instead of the phone. But um, I was going to say, you know, what advice or feedback? I mean, well, I want to say feedback because they haven't asked questions. But what advice or gems would you drop as far as somebody who wanted to get into this space? Like, what advice would you give somebody wanting to get in the space or even trying to grow and scale in the space? Um, I'll, I'll talk from two different perspectives. Um. <laughs> The first, if you're trying to get in technology, um, just in the tech sector in general, mm -hmm. be an avid learner of just just tech in general. Um, tech is ever evolving. Yes, coming out every seem like two to three weeks, something new is coming out with tech. Um, but be an avid learner of a specific concept. Um, tech is very broad, and it's yeah. so much. So, so many um, factors to, to technology that we cannot possibly learn everything. Yes. So, um, and I think you you told me this a couple of weeks ago when we talked and was like, I'm a master. What did you say? You were like, I'm a. I said, I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm a master at what it is that I focus on, my intention. That, that part. So I feel the same way about applying that to technology. It's just like, it's one thing to just know, like, the understanding of what technology or what technology concepts do like I know yes. what AI does I know what um you know AR is I know what yes. data science is but having a deep knowledge and understanding of one concept will take you very far yeah and whatever that broad concept is so like artificial intelligence has multiple verticals right yeah. you can machine learning around that and I think once you understand or just want to know, once you understand what you want to do in tech, learn what that like umbrella of that, that concept is. And I think that would be very helpful um, versus trying to learn about software engineering, data science, um, design, all of these yeah. other things. Really all at one time anyway, at least. All at one time. And I think that's um, that's kind of what, what trips people up. Yeah. Shout out to the people that can learn, you know, those multiple concepts at one time. Um, but I yes. think just having a basic understanding of every of most concepts in tech, you know, the mm -hmm. general ones, and then honing in on one specific skill and learning that skill and being a master of that skill yeah. is, what, is what my recommendation would be. I love um, that. Like picking a specialty and really just knowing it inside, yeah. outside, upside down. And Absolutely. it's like you said, not, not being aware of anything else, but knowing that, hey, my specialty, I'm in tech and my specialty is AI. And I can yeah. tell you any and everything and do whatever in AI and then everything else. I, I'm aware of it. I have some insight. I have some knowledge, but this is my specialty. Yeah. Kind of like a doctor. Like, if you're a heart surgeon, you're not a brain surgeon. You're a heart surgeon. True. Very, very true. And I think 
people get, you know, caught up in with how fast technology is moving, like, yeah. oh, damn, um, they just introduced Bitcoin. I got to learn about Bitcoin. I got to yeah. learn about NFTs. And a lot of those concepts are very fleeting. Like, they don't stay for long. Yeah. Like, they yeah. become like buzz. So I think it's really... I think it's really important to be intentional about yeah. what areas you learn. Think it, look at the ones that have been here for years and aren't aren't leaving anytime yeah. soon. Like software engineering here to stay, cybersecurity yeah. here to stay, um, yeah. artificial intelligence here to stay. So I think that's important. From the fashion tech side, I really um, put myself in positions uh, to just learn from being around people who are in the space. So yeah. like I first met you and I was just like completely like, oh, we're best friends. Like <laughs> I I need to chat with you more because I thought what you were doing with um just Oculus Lens and virtual reality was amazing. Yeah. And then like I had the opportunity to go to um New York Fashion Week last year and mm-hmm. like centered myself around all fashion tech events. Yeah. So, I would have loved to been at the Gucci's and the um, Prada shows, runway yeah. shows, all of that. But I was very intentional about, I want to know more about the digital design space and how exactly. designers are incorporating technology or how they're creating design. Just, I was so immersed in that and being sort yes. of fashion week last year and being like this exclusive space of, of other fashion tech enthusiasts, designers. Yes engineers that really helps me learn more um about scaling my my brand of being in that fashion tech vertical i love that and i love that just you had the intention to not get caught up because that can happen as well get caught up with all the shiny things like you said the major runway shows the traditional runway shows to focus on what your focus was which is hey i really want to emerge as much tech and fashion as possible. Let me focus on what that is when I get up here and not get distracted. So I love that. But I would have loved the invite now. Let's ah! <laughs> uh, yes, most definitely. I get it. I get it for sure. <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed, um, it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Digital Fashion Week also yeah. coincides with New York Fashion Week. So I love that it was running at the same time. Yeah. And, um, I got to see digital runway shows and meet um, awesome designers and yeah so i can't wait um i know fashion week is happening right now right now even though there's like a blizzard happening in new york right now i don't think i could have done february but i'm excited to go back in the fall yeah i always tried i did february the last time i did fashion week which is funny it was 2020 right before the pandemic hit so Mm -hmm. i got out of new york just in time but normally I always do it in September because I'm like, it, the weather is too cold. I cannot deal with New York in February. Yeah, if that yeah. wind is a totally type of disrespect that I'm not ready for. <laughs> um, what do you feel like is one of the most important in building this business? You covered the mic again. I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry. I don't know how I keep doing that. Um, I said, what is one of the most important lessons you felt like you've learned um, so far building this business? Oh, man, I'm sure there's lots of lessons, but whichever yeah. one you feel that jumps out at you. So I feel like we learn something weekly being an entrepreneur. <laughs> something we hadn't thought of. Yeah, I think the one that that pops up the most, like I have to keep reminding myself of, like, is just showing up as my authentic self. Um, and telling my authentic story without mm-hmm. 
feeling like I need to change it up despite mm-hmm. the, the room I'm in um, mm-hmm. and not letting opportunities um, affect my integrity. I love that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody can be you. So it's best to just be the best version of you. And you people are either going to love it. And the people that you attract is the people meant for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I would have to I would have to say just being my authentic self um, and being comfortable with with how I show up and what's for me is, is for me and what's not is not. I love it and totally co-sign and agree. Uh, what do you feel like is a big myth about the industry that um, people may think about tech and fashion uh, or the combination of the two? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the biggest- like I told you, I'll be on my interview-ish, okay? Um, the biggest myth, oh, wow. Um, oh, you got me with that one. <laughs> I, look, I'll say the one for fashion is I think people think, oh, it's glamorous all the time and that you're at parties and you rub it elbows with celebrities. That yeah. is what the fashion world is. And it is not. Not when you work in it as a business. Yeah. I would say for fashion tech, the biggest myth that technology is not as a, not as important as people think it is in fashion. So like when you think of fashion, nobody is immediately thinking about technology or Agreed. how it's integrated with it. But from or how it can be integrated, how it can be integrated with it, and I think that's what you know. People like you and I come into play, and, and yeah. you know, who have an understanding of what technology is, is like, oh no, 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 you need tech in this space. Like you can incorporate data analytics, you can yeah. incorporate um, artificial intelligence, machine yeah. Let's incorporate, you know, drone technology. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of things. Um, I think that's the biggest myth that that fashion companies, I'll say companies, yeah, don't think or they haven't realized how much technology can impact their business. Yes, mind their business for better, um, better services, better yeah um, experiences, experiences, customer user yeah. experiences, etc. So I, I think that would be the biggest myth. And I would agree with that. I think that was a good example and a good one because fashion already has been slow to come around even before about the technology, like the pandemic spun is on its access as far as like, how do we move? How do we engage? Because they were so used to doing it the same way they've been doing it since 19, whatever, 55 or whatnot. So I think um, you make a good point about that. Yeah, we have, yeah, that would be my answer. Yeah. Okay, great. I love that. What is one of um, your favorite productivity hacks as an entrepreneur? Mm. I have a planner. I am, and I don't know if a whole bunch of people would, would disagree with this, but I still love writing things down, physically still writing things down. So um, I have to credit that to, um, my forever it girl Karen Vaughn who passed away a few years ago um she was one of my really good friends and also one of my team members and I never Mm -hmm. met somebody who was so organized and when I met her she would have notebooks planners pens device (laughs) all of the organization things Mm -hmm. and she really helped me um 
tap into that because I was she she would always be like you all over the place like how and I would just keep stuff everywhere like on my computer on sheets of paper and things like that so she put me on to this company called Passion Planner mm-hmm. and another one called Cloth and Paper which is a black owned stationery company okay and I cannot go anywhere without cloth and paper my cloth and paper notebook or my Passion Planner planner um, because it, it helps streamline like my day. And what I mm-hmm. love really about the passion planner is that it really break helps you break down your day and makes you, um, realize where you're spending most of your time and how to, you know, reclaim that time back. But also it allows you to reflect on your day. So like mm-hmm. after, you, um, written your whole day out, et cetera, then it'll, at the end of it is like, so how do you feel about today? What was the greatest thing that happened today? What is something, what's one, what's one word you would um, describe today um, on a scale of one to five? How, how good do you feel about, like, I love yes. that. Yes. Because it's rare that we do that, right? And it's yeah. so like, okay, we got through this day. Let me go to sleep. I'll wake up tomorrow. But like, how did you feel about today? Because tomorrow yeah. is not promised. So how do you feel about today? And that's what I really like about the passion planner. And I've been using that, oh man, for like, three four years now and I put everybody on it I was I think it was Christmas a couple of years ago I got all my friends fashion planners for Christmas yeah um, but also cloth and paper is really good too they have kind of a they have more stationary if you like more just like desk things um but yeah she she put me on to those okay I love that I love that and I mean you got to write the vision down and make it plain so I get it yeah, so that that's helped me a lot, um, and I take it everywhere with me. <laughs> I love that. Now um, we're getting ready to wrap it up, but I want to talk about what's next. Of course, when um, we edit the podcast and broadcast it, we will tag you as well as the next it girl, so people will be able to not only listen to the episode but follow you and stay up to date on what you got going on. So, what's coming up next for the next it girl that you can share? or how people can support, be involved, all that things. And then we'll get to my last two questions. Yes. So you can support us. Um, We are always looking for donors, funders to help um, streamline our programs. Um, So you can go to www.thenextacro.org slash donate. Um, And we are always looking for sponsors. Uh, If you're interested in sponsoring a classroom, we go into K-12 classrooms and do It Girl Clubs. You can also reach out to us to sponsor a classroom, sponsor a summer camp. So any way you would like to sponsor to help the next It Girl learn more about technology concepts, please visit our website or um, email us at info at thenextitgirl.org. Yeah. And is there anything coming up that people may come out or learn more about the next It Girl? So currently we're in our, um, our It Girl Club programming season right now and that wraps in May so if you're interested in volunteering you work in tech uh, or you're in tech or in a non-technical role and you're interested in coming to a classroom to talk to students about what you do I would love to have you Um, so if you're interested in being a volunteer then we are also preparing for our summer programs um, in all three of our cities that begin in June and go through July and those are community-based summer program so anybody in our communities can come and attend learn more about technology concepts um through those months um but yeah if you're you're interested in being a volunteer want to talk to the kids 
or if you have a it girl yourself and want to enroll her in our summer programs, um, that is the next thing coming up. And we'll be doing community events throughout the cities. Um, so all of that is on our website or on our social media as well. Awesome. I love it. And then, of course, my last couple of questions is really kind of one in three or three and one rather. Um, what book, movie, or podcast would you recommend for people, again, wanting to get into the space or grow or scale? And I ask book, movie, or podcast because everybody doesn't do all three. Some people do all three. And then as well as everybody learns differently. So you might have a book but might not have a podcast or a movie and might not have a book, whichever one. And if you got all three, great. But whichever one that you would think of uh, that somebody could watch, read, or listen to. Um, to help them learn more about this business or industry, or even if they're interested in getting in the space um, themselves. Yes. Um, ooh, I'm, I'm trying to think. That was, oh goodness. Now I got to think right off the top of my head. <laughs> a movie? Oh, man. What's a fashion tech movie? And, and then see there, you, if you say one, then you got me too, because I don't think I've seen any movie with fashion that involves tech. Lots of fashion movies. Or yeah. even movies, and sometimes movies that are not fashion related, but the fashion was just so good in it that yeah. you're like, oh my God, I love this movie because the way the costume designer as well as maybe the cinematography work together well, blah, blah, blah. But I, I love books, I, movies, I wanna, and podcasts. So. I want to do this in like a, I don't think she she has like, I feel like it's a documentary on this somewhere. Um, the, uh, well, first of all, Black Black Panther was an amazing, like, artistry. Yes. Mind. Let, let's really start there. And um, the uh, lead stylist on that movie um, had an entire um, showcase of her art. Ruth um, Carter. Ruth Carter, yes. I feel and SCAD. Like, SCAD, yes. I yeah, that like was a beautiful exhibit. That was amazing. I feel like they did like a documentary on that maybe or like so I know somebody had to record something based off that because it was really big. Um, yeah. But if I had to think of She's been movie, in the business for 30 plus years. Amazing. She's amazing. That is my or I, I'll say this Um, because I, I can't think of like books and I have a book but it's business related but. Um, Which is fine because I mean my thing is there's a business behind all the creativity like I yeah. think that's another thing that's a misconception is that like oh I want to be a hairdresser I want to be a makeup artist and all I'm going to do is do hair and makeup and styling all day or whatever and I be looking at Excel spreadsheets data email open rate click rate like that has nothing to do with the styling but you have to be able to handle your business to stay in business so yeah. If anything, I read more about business now and get True. coaching on business more than I ever do about the fashion. True. Um, so a book I would recommend is Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. That has been amazing for me just understanding um, business and just reading about the minds of success. So yes. uh, the story of success, I really love it. Um, I, I don't think she has that a book, but I follow closely, um, June Ambrose. Like that's one of my, she does have a book. It's old though. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like she hasn't um, wrote a new book that I know of now. Don't get me the line. She could have, but she's very talented, but she does have an old book because I got it upstairs. She is, she is one of my favorite stylists. Um, I have followed her for years. I just really enjoy, um, really enjoy seeing, you know, the amount of passion she takes. Um, 
But Outlier, the book, um, June Ambrose, since you said she has a book, I'll now happen to see what that book is. But I feel like um, Ruth Carter may have something, but I, I love her as well. Um, a podcast, I would say, like, I don't know any fashion tech podcasts. We'll listen to this one, number one. <laughs> Um, another one that has really helped me in business is uh, Morgan Debon, who is the CEO of. Yes, I love Morgan and I love her podcast, too. Yes, I love Morgan, um, not only from just her standpoint, but the standpoint of her bringing on other people from multiple industries. Yes, I learned so much just from her conversations and listening to. Um, yes. Story and then the stories of people that she brings on. So that has been really helpful for me. So those those. Those are those were the ones I would probably say like right now I kind of and, and it's funny uh, all three of those that you mentioned I got to meet. Real <laughs> <laughs> um, June Amber's book is called Effortless Style. Effortless. What year did that come out? Uh, let me see. I'm look because I just googled it because I know I got it upstairs, but I'm not upstairs. But okay. it's old, like I said. So I feel like it came out a while ago. Uh, wow. Let me look. I'm trying to see what it says on the description. Yeah, uh, 2006. Oh, oh yeah. I was yeah, So it's old, oh, but it's not showing any other recent books for her. So I want to say that's mm-hmm. the only one she's wrote. Yeah. Well, now I need to read it. I'll go. I'll but I want to say she re-released a new edition of it because I see mm-hmm. another cover that wasn't the original cover. So maybe that one came out in 2007, but still, all still pretty um, older, but it's classic books about style and being effortless with it for sure. Okay. And then um Blavity, you know, she would do the conference here in Atlanta. So I actually met her and Beyonce's mama at the same conference because she did it here. I met Ruth Carter at the National Black um, Arts Festival Gala because they honored her last year mm-hmm. and I attended as a guest. And then June I met at Essence Fest. Uh what was that? When they did Essence Fashion House some years ago now. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say those are my inspirations. I guess. Yes, inspirations that I listen to. Um, that I listen to right now. Oh, awesome! I love that. Um, another um really good podcast um was I think it's about how did how your your mic went out again. Um, um, I think it's because anytime I pull the phone away from my face it does that but i was like it's another really good packet uh podcast about um how did i build that um and he interviews a lot of people that either uh, built the company and sold it but i want to say his name is guy Roz riz i'm not sure how you pronounce his last name but that's a good podcast too and he talks with different entrepreneurs that have built their companies and been able to been bought and sold Oh, you know who? I, I yeah, how I built this is what it's called. Yeah, how I even forgot her, but the founder of Kai Collective, Sasayo, um, my Niger sister. She, I don't think she does a podcast, but she does like IG lives and has like okay. a newsletter. Um, if anybody wear Kai, anybody wears Kai Collective, um, she, okay, she has like business and she's fashion specific. Um, yeah, I really and I really enjoy listening to her as well. Okay, love that. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It's been great. Your mic went out again. Can you hear me? There you go. 
Uh, I was like, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It has been great. Um, I'm glad that we were able to have the conversation. I enjoyed chatting with you. And I thank you for taking the time, even with these technical difficulties, to uh, do the interview. Thank you so much. It was awesome. And I will be chatting with you again soon. And then I'm working on, my sister is helping me work on the proposal. So I should have that to you sometime next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a great rest of the week. You too. Bye. Bye.